hey, this is not Xander today. <laughs> I'm Hannah Hermanson. I am our lead success coach here at High Impact Coaching. And my role is to work with accelerator clients in our year long mastermind. These are folks that are setting up for multiple six figures, half a million and beyond in their coaching business. And today I'm letting you in in another sneak peek, talking to one of those accelerator clients in our eight week launch group. So you get a behind the scenes peek at the conversations we have with our clients at both levels, right? The beginning launch stage, as well as that next level, the accelerator mastermind group. So eavesdrop in on my conversation with our star student, Eric, and bring a notebook because we are definitely breaking down some things that you can start implementing in your coaching business and marketing strategy starting now. You're welcome. Here we go. I'm super excited as always. I feel like I say that all of the time, but it's true. I get to hang out with our amazing accelerator clients and bring them to all of you here in our high impact coaching community and family. And today we're hanging out with Eric Salenstein. Oh man, me. you guys saw like before she even said the name, I was like, oh, let's see what she here does. Here comes the butcher. <laughs> uh, Salzenstein. Salzenstein. All right. Thank you for letting me, uh, yeah. <laughs> fumble through that and help me out. So Eric is one of our accelerator clients, which means that we get to work with him intensely in our year long mastermind to help him build and scale his coaching business to multiple six figures, half a million and beyond. And Eric has a remarkable story. We all do, right? But I really want to highlight Eric for someone who has overcome a lot of odds, right? We all have our challenges when it comes to, you know, putting ourselves out there, starting a business. And Eric has a lot of nuggets for us. So before I butcher more of your name, more of your story, more of what you do, why don't you fill in folks that don't know you here? Yeah. Who you are and what you do currently. Sure. Yeah. And appreciate that, Hannah. And yeah, like you said, we all have stories. So each and every one of you guys, it's a matter of like pinpointing how to share that story. And I think for me, I hid behind mine. I was nervous about mine. And the short of it is I was at one point facing life in prison and in a Florida courthouse, looking up at the judge, not knowing what was going to happen. I mean, basically thinking it was all over with and mm -hmm. struggled with addiction for many years prior to that, selling and doing drugs and wrapped up in a lifestyle that was just, it was horrible. And so I ended up receiving, I was offered a plea deal for four years and I took that and went on to, that was basically like the start of the journey, right? So yeah. you get hit with a four year prison sentence. You're still like four years, like, oh my, you know? So I go off Florida state prison and that's where really like that's where I met personal development for the first time. You know, I came mm -hmm. from a good home, a loving family in Orlando, Florida. I was 23 years old starting that journey. But my mom, like growing up, she taught me God. My dad, he taught me sports. I was never taught personal development. I was never taught mindset. I was never taught mm -hmm. finances. I was never taught like entrepreneurial, like none of that, right? And so this is where I was introduced to it. And remember the first two books that I read, Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within, and Timothy Ferris, The 4-Hour Workweek. And I basically became obsessed. I fell in love with personal development for the next, for that whole sentence. Like I was just anything and everything I could to grow. That's what I was doing, right? And so getting out, we'll fast forward all the way through. You know, there was a lot of cool things done in prison. I was published in a newspaper for a speech contest against two other prisons. I found the gift, this hidden talent of public speaking, found coaching. I developed a four-step process using the acronym ROCK, raise your standards, own your thoughts, consistency in your efforts, and know your values. 
And I used that program in my speech. And then I actually started coaching. I didn't know what coaching was, life coaching. Like I didn't know any of this world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm getting out of prison and you can, I mean, thinking like I'm a convicted felon, you know, I was getting a kid still. Yeah. I'm 20. Well, I was no 27. Yeah. 27. Yeah. Like your your twenties were yeah, yeah very different than a lot of folks that were navigating in real time. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I was getting denied from jobs, certain jobs. I was getting denied from housing. And so as much change as I did, right. And it's like, Oh, I'm changed. I'm good. Like, this is me now. You guys like I'm back, but I'm better. People weren't having that. They weren't accepting that, you know, like society, so to speak. And I was working two jobs. So I was a waiter at night at a fine dining restaurant. And I was a waiter at another restaurant during the day. And I'm working doubles, saving up money to go to the events. I was introduced to the entrepreneurial world and I basically fell in love. And that's where I met Xander. Actually, the first time I met Xander was the first entrepreneurial event. I went to Craig Valentine's The Perfect Life Retreat. And Xander was the MC for that event. And I remember being at a round table with him. If any of you guys have seen Xander's, uh, one of his ads that he runs where he's got his like- uh, He wears a, the vest everywhere. Yeah, yeah he's wearing a vest. No matter what event, he always looks the same. Yes. When you guys <laughs> see the breakout session where he's at the table, I'm at that table. I asked him wow. a question that night and yeah, we had an exchange. So yeah, it was interesting because for a while, I thought my story was going to like cripple me and hurt me. And what I basically ended up doing was leveraging and owning and really stepping into it. And so my mess became my message, you know, my test became my testimony. And so I got my coaching business started. My first coaching business was a mix of fitness and high performance coaching. And I got my speaking business started. I primarily speak to schools, education, middle, high, college. And my signature talk is titled From Prison to Purpose. And the big message here for you guys is it really started to click for me when I turned from prison to purpose. When I coined that and when I stepped into that and I owned that and I started really, really sharing that, people started, you know, momentum happened because what it is, is no matter what space that you're in, I don't care if you're in fitness, health, life coaching, uh, wellness, spiritual. I mean, it really doesn't matter financial. Like it doesn't matter what sector, what space that you're in. People crave stories. Mm -hmm. They crave the relation, the connection. That's right. Yeah. So when you share the little and you figure out how to share those little moments of your story that's unique to you, someone's going to resonate with that. Yeah. And I really want to highlight, we all have something. So we started this with the caveat that this is a remarkable story, right? From prison to purpose. I heard just this week from one of your peers, another client that I feel like my story isn't good enough or I haven't been through enough yet. Like I don't have any trauma to talk about. And so what we did is, you know, through a series of questions and a coaching call was find those stories. Because when you compare to Eric's story or Xander's story or any anyone else's, I mean, that's just pretty unproductive because you only have your own stories. So do you have any recommendations for folks who are sitting and listening like, oh, I didn't go to prison. Well, I didn't lose this or that or the other thing. How do people find their signature story? Really, really good point, Hannah. And so, yeah, what it is, what you want to look for is like, if you look at the hero's journey, right? So you look at the hero's journey, there's like these dips. The hero always has these moments of dips and your moments of dips are yours, but there are thousands of people that can relate to it. So when you're in the car crying because you've had a rough day at work and you're just like sick of it and you're just over it and you just went out, there are so many people 
who need your help in whatever problem you solve, who are going through something similar to that. Also crying in the car. (laughs) Crying in the car. So it's as simple, it's as simple as recognizing if you guys, quick exercise, and I give my clients this, write out three to five moments where you're at your bottom, you're low. So these are moments that you're either afraid. These are moments that you are really stressed out. These are moments that you remember where you're just like down and out, right? They could be really big things. They could be crying in the car things. They could be kids are going crazy and you just like are about to lose it. If you work with moms, like, so write three to five of your low points, right? Now here's the trick to this. Here's where you add on. So you have to take these messages, these stories, and you have to attach a message to it because now what you do is you have this low point that everyone can relate to. And you turn around and say, you say at that, after that low point, you say, well, hey, if you are also, if you've been through something similar, you connect that low point to a message, all right? So it's recognizing, it's pinpointing these moments in your hero journey that are really low and connecting a message that is in alignment with your program or what you offer. And so there's one thing, right? Your low points. Now let's talk about when you're back and you're going and you're fighting. So this is your redemption. This is when you're going after it. This is when you say enough is enough. I'm going to leave the job. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to fix the marriage. Like this is when I'm going to lose the weight. This is when you go on the redemption. So now the hero is down and now it's going back up. Same thing. Pick two or three stories that represent the redemption. All right. Now you have those stories, attach a message to them. And then the final part is either the, I made it, it's like at the top of the mountain and that's the looking back down, here are my lessons messages Mm -hmm. or a third party, like here, what my clients have got. That's where you can kind of talk about how your clients, third party stories. So those are the three different places. You don't have to go to prison. You don't have to have quit your job, left your cushion and started. Like you don't have to go through these huge things. You have stories in there that people can relate to. You just have to pick and choose. Totally. And for folks that are on video, I want to share this because this helped me a lot when I was learning this. I just wrote this on the back of my to-do list. The team here knows that I have a second grade teacher living inside of me. So I always <laughs> the have visual. Like, these things ready, but right. Like we all start pretty average, right? But no good movie was that like you just stayed mm-hmm. average, like a straight line in the middle of your paper. Yeah. We have hardships. Like Eric is saying, like when you dive down below that like status quo level, like the examples you gave, jail crying for me it was eating disorder stuff and so that's a low point but there has to be like Eric saying this hero's journey of climbing back up and you coming out stronger and bigger and the key if you're gonna share hard stuff in marketing is to always nod from this higher place right like I was here I figured it out yeah here are some of the steps on my hero's journey here are some of the things I now teach about because I'm above this in the most pleasant way right because sometimes I see people just literally crying in the car and thinking that that's enough to connect with someone, especially in 2020, this like toxic negativity. So I really, yeah, find those low points, but then talk about how you got out of it more than the being in it. Would you agree with that? That's a really good point. Vince Del Monte, you know, where he's close with Xander as well. When I was underneath him and he was one of my mentors and this was a big topic. I remember him saying this is you want to be careful of when you're marketing your muck and being out of it is really important. So when you market the muck you're in, you got to make sure, again, guys, we have to be conscious of our brand, right? So if Mm -hmm. you're going through like a really bad breakup, it may not be the time to talk about the really bad breakup publicly by marketing it, like Hannah just said. So that's a really, really strong point. But looking back, you're going to have low points that you've overcame that you've already been through. Yes. Like those are your stories right there. Leverage those. 
Absolutely. And this is like you said, these are the building blocks of a personal brand because yeah. they're your stories, they're true to you. And you can revisit the same stories over and over, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's your separation factor, guys. Your story, the stuff that you're probably thinking that people don't want to hear or that you're ashamed or embarrassed to talk about, that's the stuff that people want to hear. That's yeah. the stuff that people can relate to. So like, it really is like, when you talk about branding yourself, your story is your, it's a big part of it right there. So Yeah. And I wish this were different, but people can relate to what they don't want way more than they can relate to what they do want. Yeah. So, pain pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can yeah, hit on those common pains that you guys share, you tend to see more movement than if it's just like, life's good. I figured it out. I'm living the dream. Right. Yep. I just did a post. Nah, not today's this yesterday's talking about calling myself out. I've been neglecting my self-care. So business is great, but I've been neglecting my self-care. And I got so many responses from that, from the bunch of value that I've been giving in the prior post. Right. You know, I get responses from those because why? Because so many people can relate to that. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I've been kind of slipping too. Man, it's been struggle. It's been hard, but the co you know, like people can relate and that's what you want. Those conversations that come from that. Yeah. Okay. Incredible, massive building blocks for personal brand and marketing yeah. strategy. I want to shift gears a little bit to talk a little about, you know, setting intentions. So I know you are a go getter, like dude has big dreams, dude makes <laughs> shit happen. Like you're always on to like the next big thing. So I would love to know how you navigate the balance between like setting intentions and having those big goals and then actually making them happen or like waiting for them to happen in some ways. Yeah, for sure. So talking about stories, I'll share a little story of intention setting. I'm in county jail. I haven't gotten word of how much time I'm going to get yet. So the state's like not working with us at all. This is my state prosecutor to kind of stonewalling us. And so I remember I, I'm on the phone with my dad and I call my dad. I was like, pops, I said, I have no idea how much time I'm going to get, but I want you to know that I really, really want to change. And I want the exact amount of time God wants me to have, not a day longer, not a day earlier, but the exact amount of time that I need to change my life. And that was our first moment of hope, right? And he was just like, all right, son, we're going to get through this. And so a couple of weeks go by, uh, actually about a month goes by or so the state prosecutor who wasn't working with us, she ends up getting married to a doctor. She quits in the middle of her entire caseload. My case drops down to another state prosecutor and the new state prosecutor that picks up my case happens to be friends with my attorney. They were like uh, public defenders when they were first starting out in their careers. And, wink. Oh man. And so my attorney comes to see me. He's like, all right, Eric. So I got good news and bad news. Bad news is you're going away. I mean, we knew that, but it was like, good news is I can get you a year over the minimum. So the minimum amount of time I can get on my charge was three years. So I got offered a four-year deal. And so I took the plea. So now we're going to fast forward. I, I'm on my way to prison. I land on my first camp. I'm up at the top panhandle of Florida. So remember that phone call with my dad. I want to change. I want to turn my life around. I want to be a better man. The problem was that I had no game plan in place to make that happen. I had no idea yeah. how to create those changes. Eric, are you going to tell us that wishing and hoping and praying and sending letters to the universe isn't enough? It's not enough, guys. Xander talks about this. Law of attraction without action is not real. That's his thing. So I've owned this message for a lot longer than I've known Xander. He was the first person to put it in this context, this way that I loved. Law of attraction 
without action, it's not real. And so, yeah, that's it. Hannah, that's it. Like you can't have the intention and do your journaling and mindset work and think it that it's going to come true. It's just not it. I'm not saying that stuff's not needed. I'm not saying it's not good. I've done all of it and still do all of it, but you have to go past the intention. I wasted the first six months of prison. I went right back to the same behavior. I started selling and smoking cigarettes. I got into fights because why? Because that was where I was comfortable. That's what I knew. I started mm -hmm. glorifying my past and wearing it as a badge of honor and some stuff hit the fan and it got pretty serious. And about the six month mark, my dorm was on the verge of like a racial riot. Like we were there and I was like, dude, Eric, you're going to lose it all. You're going to come out the exact same, if not worse if you don't do something different. So another part of the story, but I'll basically at that point, I reached out to somebody. I got some clarity. I got those two books sent to me at the six month mark. And my brother, who is a high performance coach, he's a successful entrepreneur out of Denver, Colorado. He was my first coach. He said, all right, I want you to read these two books. And then we're going to get on a coaching call once a week after this, from this point on. And that was when I had my game plan. So it's another big message here, guys, is you have to have clarity and be very intentional with the action. This is way more than just wanting it. This is way more than intending to do it. This is way more about positive thinking. This is it's consistent, intentional action. It's going to get you there. Yeah. If it were easy, everyone would be doing it. For sure. Right? Yeah. We'd all just be sitting in silence, visualizing ourselves on the beach with, you know, the laptop. Net. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love this, Eric. And I really appreciate you being so transparent and so authentic. I know you're blazing a trail for a lot of other folks. And I also appreciate how much you underscore the power of a coach, right? Yeah. Even in the darkest, least opportunistic place, you know, maybe you could think of, you still tapped into the power of mentorship through yeah. books, through a relative. And I think that is a huge takeaway for folks who think they can't afford it or think that they don't know who to go to or they don't trust anyone in this noisy world. I think there's also a lesson to be heard in that way. Yeah. I don't care where you're at. I currently right now have three coaches. Xander is my main, he's my business coach, but I've got a mindset and trauma coach that I just hired because I myself, even with all the cobwebs and all the things I've done, I've recognizing I still got more work to do. There's still stuff that I haven't tapped into. And there's just so much power in really leaning into and having a coach to guide you through. Right. And so I can't thank, you know, you guys and what you guys are doing at high impact coaching and how you're showing up. And I know everyone watching, I mean, they feel it too. So you guys, accelerators calling for you and yeah, glad yeah. to be able to come on and uh, share some value with you guys, connect with you. Yeah, I love that piece too. I want to just like underline one more lesson you just said, and that's the work is constant, right? Yeah. So you get to a point where maybe your business is where you want it to be, but we as entrepreneurs are putting ourselves out there every day, every hour. And so to think that your mindset work ends or your traumas are healed is just yeah. not right. You know, no. like yeah. you could post something on Instagram tomorrow and get eaten alive. Like <laughs> there's a new thing to work through, right? So we just keep getting lessons and having that support and tools always will help it help your stick with itness. If yeah, you will. for sure. For sure. So last loaded question for yeah. you. Yeah. A lot of folks listening are either in our launch program, our eight week HIC program, or they're thinking about really taking their coaching business to the next level. Mm -hmm. So for someone, if you could look back when you were in those shoes of like, is this thing going to work? Like I'm out here on my own doing this business thing. What would you wish you had known or what advice would you give that version of yourself? So I actually just did a post on this today. I have to say that I do recommend that you know what's in front of you. 
And I do think it's important that you know the landscape, like the shiny life that you can absolutely have. I'm currently making more money than I ever had. I make, I have more freedom than I ever had. I control my days. Um, this didn't You're come in the easy. pool half the time sending yeah, the, quick messages. Yeah. It's, it's there. Yeah, it's there. But that did not come easily. And so I think a big message for new coaches is that you got to want this really bad. You have to, you have to want, and it's not, I mean, I built my first coaching business and a speaking business while working two full-time jobs, early mornings and late nights. So you can do it with a full plate and it's going to take time. You have to have that burning desire. You have to know that, you know, I felt like quitting multiple times. You have to just keep showing up and stay consistent. Consistency is a huge thing. And I think the other big message I'd say is, if this is something that you already know, this is what you're supposed to do. I knew in my heart that I'm supposed to be, like you said, I love that. What'd you say? Trail, like setting the trailblazer? Trail okay. You're all right. Yeah. I knew that I was supposed to be doing more than just what I was doing. There was something bigger for me. I wanted to make more impact. I wanted to serve people on a bigger level. I wanted to create more for myself, my family. So if you know that, if you're in alignment with that, you say, that's me. What you have to do is you got to make it less about you. When I started putting everything on my clients, when I started putting everything on my audience and I made it less about me, now I'm attached to a bigger why. I'm attached to my mission. I'm attached to my why. I'm attached to something that's going to pull me, right? It's because it's we're always pushing, but you want to have something that's going to pull you through those hard times. And that's the big why. That's the mission. So I think that it's one, it's recognizing the landscape, it's recognizing the terrain, it's recognizing that you're going to have to go through the muck and you're going to have to earn the pool days and the, where's the spot that everyone goes to? Tulum, Tulum, yeah. I think that's like the entrepreneur of that, or there's another, there's a couple other like entrepreneurial spots that people, yeah. you got to earn those things. You got to earn that. And so it's recognizing that, but then secondly, attach to that, it's connecting, really connecting with your big why and your big mission. It's way bigger than how you look on camera, how you sound. It's way bigger than the likes that you're getting. I'd rather have five likes and one sign up than 500 likes. Like forget the vanity metrics, attach yourself to the big why, the big mission. That's key. Yeah. My favorite quote is when you help other people get what they want, you get what you want. You want. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Massive mic drop moments there, Eric. Pause, rewind, replay, and yeah, definitely send your thank you to Eric. I really appreciate you and your story and so much love to you. We yeah. what you're doing and can't wait to see everything else that unfolds on this yeah. happy run. Thank you, Hannah. I appreciate you. And yeah, guys, thank you so much. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm here for you. You guys are in great hands. You have some incredible coaches. And so look to them, always run to them, never run from them. That's a big thing. But if you have any questions on me, personal story, whatever it is, don't hesitate to reach out. Very good. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. And I will talk to the rest of you soon.